This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We power women on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. We want to issue a trigger warning to everyone before we begin this episode. Our show covers both tough and not-so-tough topics, and this one is a tough and very emotional subject, so we wanted to warn everyone ahead of time. It's an episode that's well worth listening to, as it provides powerful insights and a message to all who listen. Cancer is a word no one wants to hear. There are no words to describe what people experience when facing a cancer diagnosis head-on. 33-year-old Brandy Dotson, referred to affectionately as the Queen Bee by everyone who knows her, lives in central Illinois with her husband and daughter. She grew up in Midwest farm country. She's been working as a business system administrator for the Pete store for Peterbilt Semis. She helps with most software issues and training, as well as inventory analysis and parts pricing. Brandy has worked in the trucking industry for nine years. She's a true cancer warrior who wants to share the importance of living life intentionally. She's teaching everyone, when cancer strikes, how to fight like B. When you do, regardless of your diagnosis, cancer never wins. In this episode of Women Road Warriors, Brandy shares her journey from her original breast cancer diagnosis, remission, and recent terminal diagnosis. It's an emotional episode that carries a powerful message of how to achieve resilience, courage, and peace. It's a powerful tutorial of how to cope and live for anyone touched by cancer and anyone who is not. We're very honored to have Brandy on the show with us. Welcome, Brandy. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure having you, Brandy. It really is. Oh, so, my God. What a delight. Yes. Well, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, Kathy, you met Brandy at a Women in Trucking conference in Dallas where you were speaking. Is that right? That is correct. I This past November at the Women in Trucking conference in Dallas, on um, I was giving a pothole pitfall workshop talk, I guess. And um, I, I was relating the whole presentation was about you know, uh, I, I had a, I passed out a picture to everybody and it said there's four pictures and a bunch of questions. And on like one picture was a picture of the road cracking. And I'm like, do you feel like you're cracking at the seams? And then the next picture had a couple potholes. And then the next picture had almost like a lake, you know, how, how roads get so bad when after a big, you know, uh, rainstorm. And then the fourth picture had a sinkhole. 
with a big truck that, that had fallen right in. And so, or, and, and the questions were, do you feel like you're cracking at the seams or are the potholes getting too big to navigate the road? The whole question was, which picture do you resonate with? Ask yourself why, you know, what circumstances in your life do you, are you currently dealing with that has you feeling like you may be starting to sink in this, in this pothole? And there's a whole bunch of questions. And so I, I did my talk because of my own personal life of trauma and, and abuse and my my falling into many, many potholes in life and trying to navigate my own my own path to success. And so at the end of my talk, I asked for three brave souls to come up front if anybody had the, you know, if they, they felt the need to, to, to come up and say, well, which one are you? And then I, I also had on the screen, um, there's four words, there's emotional, physical, fear and insecurity or self-purpose. So which pothole are, do, do you feel like you are and which section do you relate to? Is it an, an emotional one? Is it a physical one? You know, are, are you filled with fear and insecurity? What is preventing you from advancing in life? And Brandy was the second one, second lady, no, the third lady who came up front and oh my gosh, she came all the way back from the very back. I remember she's coming up front, like just her head held high, just shining like a, <laughs> like a lighthouse, all, all rosy cheeked and <laughs> But when she came up and spoke, her story moved me to tears. And um, I have these big fists, these big uh, giant fists that I that I always use in my workshops. And I had her put them on. They're like, uh, I, I paid 10 bucks for them at Walmart. And they're, they're like Hulk, Hulk hands. And I said, Brandy, I said, put these on. This will help you get through your talk. And her story moved me to tears. And I really wanted her to come on the show and talk about her journey and she was kind enough and willing enough to yeah to to, to be here today so thank you brandy yes thank Absolutely. you thank you kathy so just to give a little bit of side note i uh, told everyone after sitting through kathy's talk that she literally altered my brain chemistry that day i remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like what and i, I haven't <laughs> i haven't told kathy this so this is the first time she's going to hear it. She is directly responsible for my mindset and my current cancer battle. Wow. So just seriously, absolutely. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. The, the conversations we had about the potholes and how to overcome them. I'm telling you changed the way that I saw everything. And it was the perfect timing whether there's a higher power that you believe in or um, whatever you pray to, I think that Kathy was put in my life at that moment because the universe knew the battle I was going to face a month and a half later. And Kathy altered my brain to where I was able to handle what I've been dealt. Oh my God. Wow. Brandy. Oh, I love you, Kathy. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I really do. I am. I'm so grateful that I could be. And, and you know, before I, I, I go in, I went into that talk. I always do this. But for this particular time, I said, you know, I said, if there's somebody out there that needs to hear whatever I have to say, I don't even know half the time what I'm going to say. But I said, please use me as a vehicle for that divine light to shine through me to reach out to anybody sitting in my workshop that needs to hear the words of hope that I have. You were heard that day. Oh my, wow. that's, I'm, 
thank you for coming to the show. Like, oh yes. my God. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for inviting me. We're blessed to have you on the show, Brandy. So do you want to share with us um, how, from when we met and when you came up to share, what happened after that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I will apologize now if I cry. Uh, my voice gets a little shaky, so I might have to take a minute to take a deep breath and then I'll continue. Okay. If you could just kind of tell everybody what's going on, take your time. We so appreciate your sharing. Absolutely. So when I was 31, uh, back in 2021, I was diagnosed with stage two triple negative breast cancer, which is one of the most aggressive types of breast cancer. Um, I was lucky enough that I found it myself and I found it semi-early. Um, here's my PSA. Ladies, do self-exams monthly. If you feel anything that does not feel normal, absolutely get it checked out because it could save your life. Um, after I got the diagnosis, we determined that chemo was the best option. I did 27 rounds with immunotherapy. And by the time we were done with the actual chemo portion, my tumor had not shrunk enough. So essentially my only option was a mastectomy. Um, I did not have the BRCA gene or the gene for breast cancer. So essentially there was no reason why I should be sick. We did the mastectomy and I ended up doing a bilateral, which is uh, commonly known as a double mastectomy. And I attempted reconstruction. I uh, had a very difficult road with the surgeries. When I got the reconstruction done, which would be I had implants done as soon as they did the mastectomy. About three weeks later, my body just couldn't tolerate it. And I wound up in the ER and had emergency surgery to actually clean the infection out of my chest. When they did this, um, I begged the surgeon to remove the implants completely. And the surgeon felt that she knew better than I did. And I woke up with the implants still in. I was devastated honestly, um, because I knew my body just couldn't tolerate the implants. And I was de devastated that someone in a medical professional setting didn't listen to the patient. No kidding. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks later, I was back in the ER and finally got them to remove the implants and they had to give me what they called a complex surgical closure to my chest. So essentially, I didn't get the flat closure like you see with some breast cancer patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine was so badly scarred that I now have divots in my chest. And um, it was oh, just wow. very uncomfortable for me to look at. Not that I, I ever equated my breasts to being a woman or how beautiful I was, but it was just hard to see how ugly it was because they mm -hmm. had even told my husband that it's not pretty when I came out of surgery. 
Jeez. Just terrible. Wow. So we dealt with it. Um, We knew that there would be an option down the road to have my chest fixed to where it was completely flat. Uh, So I started in January of 2023 to finish my immunotherapy, which for those of you not, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought. For those of you not, uh, who don't know cancer terminology or cancer treatments very well, immunotherapy is used with some types of cancer to essentially try to keep it away longer, Mm -hmm. uh, to help against relapse and put you into remission. On March 3rd of 2023, I was officially given a remission diagnosis, um, and it was honestly one of the most emotional days of my life. Um, You'll learn about the other emotional days coming up, Um, but I got to do every patient's dream. I got to ring the bell. I got to thank, personally thank all of the ladies who had a role in my chemotherapy, those who administered, those who got the medications ready, um, because those nurses are one of a kind and it takes special people to be a chemo nurse. Um, Not only is the medication that they work with every day highly poisonous to them, but they also have to watch some of their patients decline rapidly. Um, Mm -hmm. so if there are any chemo nurses listening, thank you for what you do. You're all amazing. They are. Yes, they are. And so are the patients going through the chemo. Oh yeah. The resilience, the the brave, you know, yes. The warrior in in you. Yep. I was going to say that a soldier warrior. Yep. One thing that I have written out, let me just find it real quick. Um, is my feelings on anyone who ever battles any type of cancer or anything that needs chemotherapy. They are true warriors in every sense of the word. And unfortunately, most of us are forced into that position. But no one who has ever battled this disease has lost to it. Anyone who woke up and chose to fight whether it was for one day or 10 years, they did not lose their battle to cancer. They beat it and they won and it was just their time to rest. Um, So just to stick that out there, because I, that's That's my mantra as well. Yeah, it is. And you know what? You're absolutely right. 100%. The fact that you're fighting it, you're automatically a warrior. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. That's so powerful, Brandy. But yeah, so recently um, on 1231, of course, New Year's Eve, I went to the ER with what I thought was cluster migraines. And I do not suffer from migraines. So we were like, okay, let's get it checked out. Maybe I'm just dehydrated. Well, my husband saved my life and the ER doctor asked if I wanted to do a CT scan. And at that point, like I just hit remission in March, I'm not even thinking cancer. And I said, no, I don't want to. And my husband goes, 
babe, you've already met your deductible. What's it going to hurt? So I was like, yeah, you're right. Let's go ahead and do it. Well, they did the CT scan and the doctor came in and he goes, we have found a concerning spot in your brain stem. It looks like it is a fluid filled tumor. So we need to admit you and send you to Springfield, Illinois, which was the next closest big hospital. And he goes, you need to have more tests done to see what's going on. So immediately I'm like, great. I think I was so blindsided that I was numb. And I remember calling my husband and being like, Travis, I need you, because he had left to go pick up our daughter um, who we share custody with, with her biological mom. And he was on his way back. And I said, Trav, I need you to drop Lily off and I need you to come back to the hospital. And he goes, what's going on? And I said, are you in the car sitting down? And he goes, yes. And Lily's here. Do I need to take it off mute? And I said, yes. And he goes, okay, what's going on, babe? And I said, they found a spot in my brainstem. They're admitting me and transferring me. And I said, Travis, it's back. And I said, and I can guarantee you, it's not just my brainstem. So he came and he sat with me until the ambulance came to transfer me to Springfield. Um, of course, with it being New Year's Eve, there was no one there because it was a, a weekend. There was no of one course. there who could do yeah. the testing. So my wonderful mother, um, I cannot, I cannot tell you guys how amazing my mom is. She came over um, and she stayed the night with me in the hospital. So Travis could get Lily settled at home and get her to school the next day. And then he'd be back at the hospital. Um, and if it was a Sunday, it was so he could hang out with her. So she wasn't alone. I don't remember what day of the week it was. Um, they actually, the, the hospital called in three of their techs so I could have my tests done before 7 a.m. instead of having to wait until the afternoon of the first. Um, I did an MRI with contrast, a CT with contrast, and what the contrast means is through an IV, they put a special medication into your body and it highlights any abnormalities. So they come back and we sit there and we have to wait 24 hours for the results. So I'm in the hospital room. We all probably know how comfortable hospital beds are. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't slept for over 30 hours. Um, highly agitated. I struggle with severe depression and severe anxiety. Um, so my anxiety was kicking it full force. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so on the second... I guess it would have been late on 1-1. One, one. So it was almost 24 hours from the initial CT to my diagnosis. Um, on 1-1, one, one, the doctor came in and sat next to me. And luckily it was Travis there and not my mom because I never would have wanted my mom to hear that firsthand um, without someone there other than me to help comfort her. Um mm -hmm. Because my mom and I are super, super close. 
Um, and the doctor comes in and he just looks at me and he goes, your cancer's back. And I looked at him and I said, I know. And then I started crying. Um, as I was crying, um, he proceeds to tell me what they found, which is a large tumor in my brain stem. And the CT was correct. It is fluid filled or was fluid filled, hopefully. A microscopic, um, they call, before they turn into full tumors, they call them METs, um, M-E-T-S. So I had a microscopic MET in my frontal lobe. I have one MET and then a large tumor in my left lung close to my heart, which that's the only other one that they're super worried about at this time. I have one on each ad adrenal gland. I have two microscopic ones in my liver and then my lumbar spine. So my lower back through my full pelvis is covered in microscopic mets. My goodness. Wow. So here I am on the first day of the year um, getting told that I have stage four terminal cancer. When I uh -huh. tell you, I thought my world was falling apart. I ended up after they told me where they found everything. Um, I ended up having a severe panic attack um, to no the point, to the yeah. point where I had to be sedated. Um, oh, Brandy, I'm giving you um, the biggest air hug right now. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the biggest kicker is on October 20th, I went and had a full scan because I was supposed to receive back injections for a back injury. That scan came back completely clear. So in two and a half months, I went from being in remission to being terminal. Almost unbelievable. I know yeah. because when when we met, it was I mean you were just floating like a like a bubble. You were so happy and you know yep. just a, a whole yeah. When Kathy and I first met, I was actually getting ready to have um my next chest surgery to fix yeah, my I remember. chest. Yeah. Um, and that was actually chaotic and it did not go to plan. So I was actually two weeks post-emergency surgery when we got my diagnosis. Wow. I, uh, the surgeon that fixed my chest, um, did not, how do I say this without, did not remove everything that she was supposed to remove or that she told me she was going to remove in the surgery. And so I still have an A cup on one side and the other side is completely flat. So I'm still not symmetrical, which really messed with me. But the other thing is this surgeon who I won't name, um, I called every other day for three weeks telling them that something was wrong with my right side 
And all they would ever do was ask for me to send pictures. She wouldn't even take me in for an appointment. Wow. Wow. And it was to the point where I went in to have, I had to have surgical drains on each side afterward. I went in to have my first drain removed and brought up that I thought my right side wasn't, wasn't healing well. And the surgeon was standing outside the door and asked the nurse to take a picture rather than come in and look at it. Are you kidding me? That's, that's awful. That's, that's malpractice. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. Awesome. We oh. have, uh, we have started investigating oh. as to whether or not we have a lawsuit. Um, we haven't heard anything back yet, but we have double checked. Um, so three weeks after my surgery, she finally schedules an appointment with me. And I think it was more so because she was annoyed how often I was calling. And she walked in, looked at my right side and said, you're going to have surgery tomorrow. And I said, oh, I've needed surgery for about a week now. And she just kind of looked at me and I held up the piece on my right side that didn't get removed the first time. And I said, is this part of the swelling? Will this go down? And she goes, no, that should have been removed. And I said, okay. So I said, tomorrow during the surgery, can you please remove it? And she goes, yes. So we got there for the surgery on December 6th. So I had my original surgery on November 16th. December 6th, I had my emergency surgery. And they got into my right side. And I had a massive hematoma or blood clot. And there was a buildup of scar tissue that was preventing the drain from healing properly. Wow. Goodness gracious. So I come out of that surgery and I see my chest for the first time. She did not remove the piece of extra skin. So it's still there. Oh, seriously? Yep. Unbelievable. Nice. But my oh. underarm, if you hold your arms up, usually you're from like your armpit down to your ribs is pretty either pretty um, straight down or it's at least full where it looks like normal, if that makes sense. Mine actually now divots into my top rib and then comes back out. Because she waited Gee. so long to take out the hematoma. Yikes. Unbelievable. So oh, God. needless to say, I was Definite in the malpractice. Of, yeah. Yeah. I was in the middle of that traumatic issue, still thinking I'm cancer free. And then we come to January 1st and I am just completely blindsided by all the news. Oh, my God. Randy, oh, Randy. oh, my gosh. Oh. When I say that I was in the darkest depression I've probably been in since I was in high school, it was November 16th through about a week ago. Uh, okay, that's absolutely normal. How could you not yeah, be? Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. would wipe anybody out. That's sure, it was. I was yeah. As Kathy knows, since she met me, I am not an angry person. Um, no, I she's like a bubble of light. <laughs> I really try to be that person that's bubbly because, and, and has compassion and understands people because there was a time in my life where I didn't get that. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're alone in any battle that they face. Um, 
but I was, I was not in a good headspace. Um, and then just to kind of share where I'm at now from the first, um, of January, I do have a little note written out. I am actually, and I don't say this a lot. I am very, very proud of myself because yes, I was so angry on January 1st. I have gotten to the point where there is not much that makes me angry or upset because I'm to the point now where if it's not going to matter in an hour, then I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to be mad about it. And it has essentially changed my outlook. Um, I try not to get annoyed at my husband, which those of you who are married probably can't, can understand that and cannot understand that. <laughs> married or unmarried. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. um, and it has changed my relationship with my daughter. Um, her and I, even though she's not biologically mine, um, we have her majority. She has picked up so many of my traits yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, we butt head, we butted heads a lot. Um, just because it's like, why are you doing this? And then it's like, oh yeah, you're my kid. I got it. <laughs> so uh, I have become a lot more chill and I don't really get mad over anything with her because she is one of those that keeps everything close to the chest. She doesn't like to talk about her feelings. I've even sat down with her and asked her if she had any questions for me about my diagnosis. And she's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but I can't expect a 12 year old to have processed all of her emotions right. and be completely okay if I'm not. And I'm 33. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we are a lot. I, I don't want to say we weren't close because she is the light of my life. Um, at the end of the day, we both know how much we love each other. But she's even mentioned to me, I notice you don't get upset quickly anymore. You're right, I don't. Because I don't want your last memory of me to be upset with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I initially she got annoyed because after I got released from the hospital, every time she would walk into the room, I would burst into tears and I would tell her I love her, but it would be while I was blubbering. And she's one of those kids that is like, you're crying. I don't know what to do. I need to get out of this room. Mm. Right. <laughs> so she handled it like a champ. She, uh, just to talk her up a little bit real quick, if you ladies don't mind. No, that's fine. She has been amazing. And I know most all parents feel this way about their child, but my daughter is one of the strongest kids I have ever met. She cried when she initially heard my diagnosis, but every day since when she wakes up, 
her first thing is to come downstairs, ask me how I slept and ask me how I'm feeling. Every day after school, she sends me a text. How was your day? How you feeling? And every night when she gets home after volleyball practice, she comes down and gives me a hug and says, are you feeling good tonight or are you tired? So she is trying so hard to not add any additional stress with Mm -hmm. her, you know, preteen attitude, not doing her homework, but she has honestly handled this with more grace than I have. And she's 12. And so I'm just so proud of her. A warrior. Yes, yes, I was going to say that. Another warrior. Absolutely. Yes, she is. Wow. Brandy, the story about your journey is beyond powerful. You're one courageous lady. You and your family have been through so many trials, and you're a true warrior. You're so very brave to be sharing this with our audience. Thank you for sharing all of this. I hate to interrupt, but we do need to go to a short break. We're going to be continuing your story when we come back. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country, and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to MyTaxHelpMD.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We cover some powerful topics on Women Road Warriors. If you're enjoying this episode, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. Brandy Dodson, fondly known as the Queen Bee, or Bee, by her friends, family, and co-workers, is a breast cancer survivor, warrior, and fighter. She's sharing her journey with us and her perspectives and what she's learned so she can help others. Cancer doesn't get to steal how Brandy lives each day. She lives life intentionally and chooses each day as a blessing. She's sharing her message about her cancer journey with candid talk about her fight so she can help others. Brandy, you said you'd written something you wanted to share with us. 
Um, the thing I wanted to read to you, you guys had asked me to write a little introduction for uh, this podcast. And it was actually very cathartic for me. It took me a week or so to write it, to even start it, because I didn't know what I wanted to say. I'm not good at pepping myself up or or talking highly of myself. Not that I talk bad about myself, but I, I just kind of do what I do. I am who I am. What you see is what you get. At the end of the day, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Go find someone else. Um, I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. This so is it. We kind of talked on this a little bit earlier. Um, when I told you the quote that I was looking for, um, but here is what I actually wrote in full context while writing my introduction. My goal is to make sure that everyone knows that when I am called to the next life, cancer didn't win. I did because I woke up every morning. I got up and stared my diagnosis in the face without fear. I still made memories. I took the pictures. I overused I loved you to everyone I know. And I won because cancer didn't break me. To quote my favorite literary character, I am the rock against which the surf crashes. Nothing can break me. And I wrote that and I looked at my husband and I handed him the phone and he turned and he looked at me and I said, I think I just wrote my own eulogy. And then I just started crying. And he goes, why are you crying? And I said, because I'm finally to that place where I am at peace with this diagnosis. Yes, I have cancer. Yes, I am terminal. Yes, we don't know how much time I have. But you know what? This may be one of those blessings in disguise. And he kind of looked at me real weird. And I said, Travis, I have been so depressed since surgery in November that I haven't been living. And he goes, I know. And he goes, I've had, I've had to be the one to watch you. And I said, but now cancer doesn't get to define however long I have left. What gets to define how I have left, how much time I have left is my attitude. And from this moment on, my attitude is that every day that I get to wake up and see you and Lily and see the sunshine and do my job that I love, I get to do it intentionally. I get to understand that I don't have many of these days left and maybe I do and maybe I don't. But cancer doesn't get to steal how I live each day. And I said, I'm more aware of my responses to things. I'm more aware of how I handle my stress. I'm more aware of how I act towards you when we get into a spat. Or when Lily and I are butt button heads, how I handle her. And I said, I don't think I had the capacity to do that before now. And I said, so regardless of this diagnosis and how terrible it is and how sad I am, I get to choose that each day is a blessing 
And I'm going to make sure that I tell all of my friends or anyone I talk to that day how much I love them. Because when it is my time, I don't want anybody to think that I was mad at them when I left this world. Your message and your courage is so incredibly powerful. Um, uh, honestly, it's it's hard to express it in words. Um, you are an incredibly brave person, Brandy. And Thank you, Shelley. The, the messages that you're sharing with people who are going through what you're going through, family members, no matter where they are, uh, dealing with cancer. This is so unbelievably powerful and in empowering for people. What you wrote, there are no words to describe. I mean, you had me um, honestly crying a little bit. Uh, there was a friend of mine who died of breast cancer. So, I mean, this is very personal to me. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I can't express how powerful this is and what you're sharing with us today. Thank you. Um, it, it's, if only every people are so disillusioned by by life that not very many people have the outlook that you do. Um, yeah. It, so your message yeah. is basic is really important because you're telling everyone out there that live every day um, as if it, it was your last, because yep. generally we don't know how many people you have in a sense, even though the awful, awful diagnosis, you are using it as a golden opportunity to really live, which most people don't. And then yes. I, like, right. So true. I mean, Brandy, you said live life intentionally, choose each day as a blessing and cancer doesn't get to steal how you live. I mean, those are such powerful messages. And even if somebody isn't dealing with a terminal condition or cancer, this is a perspective that they need to have. Mm -hmm. They really do. I mean, we take things for granted and we do. Yeah. We, get, we get caught yeah. up in the minutiae and get upset over things that just don't matter, you know? Yeah. And my mom made a good point. Um, she really struggled and I might start crying. So I apologize. That's fine. She really struggled with the diagnosis, which I completely understand because in my heart of hearts, no parent should ever outlive their child. Right. Um, but she kept saying when I was really low to stop thinking or using the term dying or terminal because she goes, Baby girl, we're all terminal. There are people who could be completely healthy and go to sleep tonight and not wake up tomorrow. I could die in a car crash. Someone mm -hmm. could get sick. And now that I'm to the point where I'm at, I am frustrated with myself that it took this for me to choose to live intentionally. Because she's right. You never know how much time you have left. And the time that I wasted causing arguments or making arguments worse or being upset with people that I should have just let it go. I am frustrated by old Brandy, but I am so proud of where I'm at now because my mom was spot on. 
even if I didn't have a terminal diagnosis, I could get in a car wreck tomorrow. Yeah. But I have the opportunity now where not only do I get to look at each day as a blessing, but I also get to make any amends that I didn't want to make prior. I get to reach out to people who maybe I haven't talked to in years. And so it has actually made my perspective on life so much better. And I wish that anyone who is struggling with anything could see and understand that because regardless of the situation you're going through, if you can have a positive attitude, it always gets better. Your courage and your message is so profound. Um, You're talking about basically a rebirth, a reawakening. And this is a message for anyone. It really, I can't thank you enough for sharing all of this, Brandy. Absolutely. And it, it fits now that I think about it, you actually just triggered a memory. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd and I actually have a Harry Potter tattoo sleeve and I have a Phoenix on my left shoulder. And for those of you who who are not familiar with Harry Potter or mythology, when Phoenixes die, they don't die. They are rebirthed from their own ashes and their tears are actually tears of healing. Wow. So thank you for triggering that memory, Shelly. Wow. And this is what's happening with you. Yeah. It's interesting because my my next book is called, the title is Phoenix Rising. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited (laughs) for it. So on on that note, I just want to want to say something, Brandy. I, um, I back in, December, I bought a five night, six day um, package to to Cabo, and I was holding on to it. And I'm not like I I, I want to offer it to you um, as a as a I know how much the ocean helps you. It's an all inclusive package down for five days of what I say five five nights, six days, and I know how much the ocean is so healing to you. And I want to offer that to you whenever you feel that you're up to it. You let me know and, and I'll set it up for you. It's uh, an all paid uh, package deal for you to go find tune in more to what, what it is that you need to do, you know. And I think um, it'll be healing in ways that you can't even imagine. Give me a minute. I'm ugly crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so wonderful, Kathy. I, you know, I, I, I have these, these moments where I just, I, I bought it and I'm like, Kathy, you don't even want to go to Cabo. Why are you buying this? But I just, there's a need to buy it. So I bought it. And I, yeah. I was thinking, no, you're the perfect person and I'm gifting it to you. So you'll benefit more than, than I will. So I love you to bits. And I know how much the, I keep saying for the, for the listeners, I, every time I'm by the ocean, I'm always sending her videos and pictures. Look, <laughs> yeah. just the other day I sent her a little video and she says, Oh my God, I'd sit there all day if I could. <laughs> yeah. So let me start by saying that is one of the biggest blessings I could ever accept. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. The other thing is, <laughs> God is using you in crazy ways. 
because my husband looked at me last night and said, would you ever want to take a trip to Mexico like Cancun? And I What? said, no, I'd Wow. rather go to Cabo. Seriously? Oh my. Wow. Seriously? Wow. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you're going. Yes, this is so <laughs> just amazing. Five Wow. days, six nights. Uh, it's a really nice hotel, all-inclusive, food, drink, whatever you want. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, So. Kathy, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Kathy, We'll have to it's work out just the flight details. It'll be from Peoria to, to Cabo through American Airlines. We'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, you are one of the sweetest <laughs> people I've ever met. Kathy, this is, you've got me crying <laughs> here. This is so awesome. Really, too. oh, This is, yeah. this We'll, is we'll not talk coincidental. about it. See this, Kathy? This is not coincidental. No. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Thank you, God, for using me as a vehicle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank Oh, you. and Yep. he sure is, lady. He sure is. <sighs> <sighs> oh, wow. Well, Randy. you know, Oh, yeah, go ahead, I was Kathy. Go ahead. I was going to say we're coming. To, we only have a few minutes, I think. Right, Shelly? Yeah. Yeah. So can you maybe just as a closing, what what do you view? What, what are your intentions for, say, the next year to come, like that you can share with the listeners Absolutely. other than a trip to Cabo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a dream trip to Cabo. I can't wait. Um, yeah, absolutely. So... Give me just a second. I apologize. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. um, initially, because of the fact that this is a relapse and it is considered metastasized breast cancer, it tends to be one of the ones that doesn't have a very long life expectancy. Yes, there are people who I've talked to lately who have made it five, 10 years, But what the standard that the doctors have to tell you is two to four. Um, I'm going to say absolutely not. That's incorrect because I'm too stubborn. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. So Yep. my first goal is next school year, my daughter will graduate eighth grade. So that's my first goal. My second goal is her graduation. And then... If God allows me her wedding. And if I get to that point and I get to her wedding and I can tell my time is dwindling, I honestly think if I get to see her get married, I will say that I'm ready. Um, and of course, that will change as I see how my body handles all the medications and the treatments But in between there, my husband and I will celebrate 10 years together. We have friends who just had a baby that we want to get out to see in North Carolina. So there are a lot of big goals that I have, but there are also a lot of little goals I have. Um, pretty much, I am not scared of this diagnosis. I keep telling people I'm just heartbroken. And I'm heartbroken for the things that I know I'm going to miss. Um, like my husband and I's 10-year plan was to move to South Carolina and buy a house together and be those people who sit out on their porch and people watch their neighbors in rocking chairs. Um, and I know that most likely I won't see my daughter's children. I won't get to meet my grandchildren. And so it's more that I am sad 
for what I'm going to miss. Um, but I'm not scared. Bring it on. Let's do it. God, you're such a warrior. Yeah, you really are. So, so uh, proud of you. Yes. So, like I said, little goals. I do still have, I don't want to say bad days. I have bad moments where something will happen. Like Travis and I were watching a TV show the other night and the husband was standing at his wife's grave talking to her and I broke down. So oh, yeah. my attitude, I can guarantee is not positive all the time but it's moments of bad or difficult it's not full days anymore it's not really more than 15 minutes after the situation happens um so yeah so I have goals I have places I want to see people I want to reconnect with my best friend of over a decade actually lives in England and so I haven't seen her um since I would say probably 2013. Um, so we've already made plans for um, her to fly over and us spend time together. And if I am lucky enough to make it to my husband and I's 10 year anniversary, um, we're going to try to take a trip to England to see her so he can explore England as well. Um, so yeah, definitely no shortage of goals that I have. Um, and those help me get through the bad moments. They give you strength. Yes, strength and hope. Yep. Thank you for sharing all of this, Brandy. I mean, you have such a powerful message for people going through this, for family members who are seeing this sort of thing and, and wanting to have some way to cope and understand. You're giving a powerful message to people who are not dealing with these kind of situations to really Look at life in a different way. You're you're teaching people strength and resilience. And you are just an incredible warrior, like Kathy said. You truly, truly are. Thank you so much. And if you guys don't mind, um, I would like to give a little PSA if that's okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. For anyone who's out there that's struggling with anything, whether it be depression, anxiety, a medical diagnosis. If you're in a dark spot, please stay. Um, we need you here. And I know it's hard, but at the end of the day, the people who would miss you are more than you can even believe. Because I guarantee there are people that love you and just don't know how to tell you. So if you're considering a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Find me on social media, Brandy B. Dodson on Facebook at Brands90 on Instagram, and I will give you a thousand reasons why you need to stay. And if you don't feel like reaching out, call 988, which is the suicide hotline. You can also text them if you don't feel like talking. And if you need any other sources, please check out To Write Love on Her Arms who can help you find a treatment center if you want or can just help you navigate day-to-day -day life. Um, but please, please stay with us. It will get better, I promise. That's incredibly powerful. Thank you for sharing wow. that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brandy, for sharing your story with us. This took a lot, but oh my, uh, you've reached so many people. I've uh, had to mute the mic a number of times. <laughs> it's been powerful. I mean, it really, Yeah. you are an incredible person. 
You really, truly are. Thank you, ladies, so much You're for my the hero. opportunity. Yes. You are my hero in every single way. And you're mine. Don't you forget it. Thank you, Brandy. Thanks, ladies. I love you both so much. Thank you for the opportunity. We love you too, Brandy. Thank you. Brandy's courageous message and journey has been one of the most powerful we featured on our show. We want to thank her for telling us about her journey and her challenges and for sharing her perspectives that will help people who are fellow cancer warriors, survivors, and anyone who's been impacted by this terrible disease. Her powerful insight will lift up so many people even if they're not facing cancer. It truly is a dynamic insight into how to live our lives and offers hope and power to all who have listened. Living life intentionally and knowing that no one who's battled cancer has lost to it, even if they fought for one day or ten years. They beat it and they won. Women Road Warriors wants to help Brandy Dodson on her journey and her fight. She has a long journey ahead of her. We've set up a special page on our website that will feature this interview, a bit more about Brandy, and a link to a GoFundMe page we're going to be setting up. Please visit womenroadwarriors.com and click on the page entitled Fight Like Bee and help her if you can. She has many things to accomplish, people to enrich, and her journey is far from over. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode and it empowered you. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Women Road Warriors is on all the major podcast channels like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, and others. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Oh,